Ooh, what's up, Internet? My name's Nerdy. And I'm Clarus. We get nerdy nightly. And we thought we'd share it with you. Yeah, we did. Is right. Welcome back to a Monday edition of the Nightly Morning Show here on twitch.tv slash nerdy nightly. If you're watching this on our YouTube or listening to the podcast feed, you can catch this show live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash nerdy nightly. I already said that once, but you know, again, for posterity, always be plugging ABP. Um, That's a new one. <laughs> um, All right. This is the 96th edition of the Nightly Morning Show. Wow. I know we've done a lot of these. Uh-huh. We have just done a few. we've done a few, we've oh we've done a few <clears throat> of these. Yeah, just a couple. Just a couple. Um How you doing? I'm doing well. Yeah? <laughs> doing well. Yeah. It's uh I mean it's disgusting outside, but like I feel alright. Yeah. Like it's I'm just like snowing. It's not like Well, it's like grey and like I don't know, the windows are like wet. <laughs> So yeah, just, I'm a little worried it's going to be slushy. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm not excited for that because we need groceries. Yeah. Um, but, like, I'm good. I'm here. We're, we're, we're doing the thing. <laughs> we're how, doing, how are you? I'm doing great. Good. I'm also doing the thing. Um, yes, you are. I had a good weekend. Um, I was doing my Beedrill run on my Twitch stream. Yeah. Uh, Pokemon Fire Red it's with nothing but one Beedrill named Pikachu. Uh, she's a god. Uh, that Pokemon is... I found the greatest Beedrill of all time, and yeah. we are we are crushing it. We got four badges yesterday. Tuesday night, we're going to get the last two. We're going to beat the Elite Four. I'm very excited. I cannot believe you're going to beat the Elite Four with a Beedrill. I know. I didn't know if it was going to be possible, but now I'm starting to feel like it is. Yeah. You were like, it's, we're probably not going to get there. And I was like, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm excited to see where this goes. So yeah, come too. back tomorrow for that. Come back tomorrow night for that. That's gonna be five o'clock Eastern. Um, but before then, we have to talk about the news, and uh, we have a lot of news to talk about today, which is exciting. Mm -hmm. uh, but I want to start with our title story, which is that Sasha Kale, I think, or Kale, C A L L E. I'm not sure how to pronounce her last name. But she has been cast in the movie The Flash, which is uh, just begun production, mm -hmm. and she's going to be playing Supergirl. Cool. Kara uh, Zorel from the uh, comics, mm -hmm. who has obviously been played for the last mm, six years, seven. I yeah. can't remember how many years Supergirl's been on her. Uh, which is weird because I watch that show, but I, I should know what it's season I'm watching. Blur. Um, I, no, I think five. I think they've had five seasons, and then season six is going to be the last one, and that will be, yes, because they're two seasons behind The Flash. That makes sense. Uh, Supergirl has been played by Melissa Benoist on television mm -hmm. for five seasons, soon to be six, mm -hmm. uh, and it looks like Sasha Kale, or I don't know how to pronounce her last name, will be taking over the role for the big screen uh, edition, premiering in mm -hmm. the, uh, the Flash movie, which yeah. is uh, an interesting place for Supergirl to premiere since the TV versions of Flash and Supergirl have been so intertwined. Yeah. Um, and uh, Grant Gustin's Barry Allen and Melissa Benoist's Kara have had such a beautiful relationship in the television shows. Mm -hmm. uh, they've been kind of one of my favorite of the superhero pairings in that. And so it is interesting to see them give this this version of the Flash the introduction of Supergirl instead of uh, a Man of Steel 2, Warner yeah. Brothers? Man, Man of Steel 2? Hello. Give my boy Henry Cavill a movie. Um, uh, that would be yeah. nice. 
Uh, this is also notable because Sasha will be the first live-action uh, Latina to play the role. Oh, cool. Um, so, yeah. That's awesome. A uh, person of color will be taking over the role. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm excited. It is interesting. She doesn't have a lot of credits. Um, yeah, she, I don't recognize the name or the face. Um, uh, she's mostly known for being on The Young and the Restless, uh, oh, the okay. soap opera that apparently is still going. Wait, what? Yeah, her filmography says 2018 to present, The Young and the Restless, which means that The Young and the Restless is still going? I guess so. Yeah. That's wild. And, um, <laughs> um, there, it, it's interesting, right? Because the, her Wikipedia page has one, one thing on it. Like, this is her whole Wikipedia page. Right. Yeah, she's like, she's brand new. Yeah, she was born in Boston. She's of Colombian descent. She has a younger brother. She and her mother moved to Colombia. Like, there is there is nothing for them to talk about here. So yeah. this is like as new as a person can get. Yeah, she's, she, um, that, that's, a, wow, what a, what an opportunity. Yeah, true. Could you imagine, like, being, like, she's probably, yeah, they, very excited about this. She must have nailed her audition. Yeah, she must have walked in and done exact. like, they were like, yes, yeah. that's it. Because the director, um, Andy Muschietti, who's directing The Flash, said that they saw over 400 people for this role. Wow. Um, and when you think about it, like, this girl has no clout, right? Yeah. She has no, um, she has no bargaining power yeah. in this situation. And I think it's, she, she must have just walked in and blown them and away. And crushed it. And I'm, I'm I really... I love that. Yeah, I'm excited for her. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. You know... The Flash, we we have feelings about certain aspects of this movie. Yeah. Um, the way that Ray Fisher is being treated is difficult, to say the least. Yeah. Uh, and Ezra Miller is Ezra Miller at this point to me. But, um, mm-hmm. y- you know, the, I, I'm excited for this girl, and I hope that this is the start of a really beautiful career for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and that she nails it, because I love this character. Yeah. Uh, Supergirl is one of my favorite DC characters. She um, definitely has a very sweet look. Yeah. Like, um kind of like wholesome vibe which um you know i think like uh melissa benoist was great casting mm-hmm. um because she she's just got such a nice smile and like a warm personality oh yeah. which you know like is when i uh, when i think of supergirl it just kind of fits and this actress looks like she has kind of a similar vibe obviously i don't know her i'm just inf- inferring from like her headshot um, mm-hmm. but I, I'm, I'm excited for this. I really love that they're, they're, um, giving such a big opportunity to someone who's pretty much new. Yeah. I think that probably was their goal. I think they probably were looking for someone new. Um, I, I really, I really hope we get to see this girl interact with Henry Cavill. I, I want to see yeah. Superman and Supergirl interact with each other. I love their relationship in the comics. Um, and I also, you know, I, I hope that we get to see her play Kara outside of being Supergirl as well. Because mm-hmm. um, that's what Melissa Benoist got to do a lot and what she does really well is that she she's really adorkable, as they say, Yeah. It, as Kara when she's working at her day job. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it's really interesting to take these, especially super, super, super powered characters like mm-hmm. Superman, Supergirl, um, and, and give them real lives outside of their powers. Uh, and so I hope the Flash has some scenes for her to do as Kara, as uh, as, as a more grounded person. Totally. Um, it, but because this is like you know she's Supergirl in the Flash, she might just come in as the super person that's needed in a moment of yeah super heroics. Yeah, yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm excited for Sasha. Congrats, congrats, girl! You crushed it. Yeah. You you done you done crushed it. I'd love to see that audition tape. 
Right. You know? I love I love when they release audition tapes. Oh, it's great. All the MCU audition tapes I've seen, um, Tom Holland's audition tape, if you've never watched it, you see it and you're like, oh, I get why he's Spider-Man. Yeah. He does a, he did like a camera test with Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. And you're watching them interact and you're like, yeah, I you're get like, it. You're like, there it is. I would have, I would have, I would have greenlit this too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I um, love that. All right. Um, in other news, because there's so much news to get through today. Um, Ooh, but we're going to power it. through it. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk through it. We're not going to power through it. Okay, Soldier Boy. Up in that. Oh, why we crank it? Why we, oh, why we crank, I don't remember the lyrics. Why Superman. we crank it, Soldier Boy is Superman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, Soldier yeah. Boy is selling game consoles. <laughs> is he a PS5 scalper? No, 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 no. Soldier Boy is not selling other people's game consoles. Soldier Boy is selling his own game consoles. Uh, the new console called um, Soldier Game, I believe, is the title of, or that's the that's the Twitter account for it. Um, Soldier Game. So yeah, it's the Soldier Game console. Um, it's a it, it's a video game console that you can buy. Uh, this is coming after his failed console in 2018 that had to be pulled off shelves. Wait, pulled off shelves? Yeah, yeah, he 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 failed. He had a failed attempt to sell a video game console in 2018, and so this is his second attempt at selling a video game console. Um, <laughs> uh, they what? Uh, yeah, they're building a brand new console from scratch, all new design, all new games, all new deals. Let's make history is the tweet, um, and it looks like. Um, it looks like a PS4. It looks like, yeah, it looks like a, like, PS4 and an Xbox Series S had a baby, and they're using a PS2 controller. Yeah. Yeah, that, that about some I don't, like, here, maybe I can, like, maybe I can show this enough. Yeah. We can probably that's do that. That's the, that's the, that's the, that's the photo they used. It's a terrible photo to sell your console. It looks like, it looks, it looks like, a, like a PS2 controller, right? Looks, yeah. The, the controller is in focus, but you can't really tell what's underneath of it. It looks like a... <laughs> Sex Monkey in the chat says, you can play Dark Soldiers 3 on it. <laughs> That's very funny. I love that. Um... <laughs> That's a oh, game that I man. definitely want to play. Uh, Dark Dispatch wants to know, but does it keep chicken warm? I feel like that's the new standard. Um, uh, it doesn't look like it's going to have that feature, unfortunately. Um, definitely Soldier Boy missed out on some, some great console features, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently the last one went off the shelves because, uh, there was a chance that Nintendo was going to sue, um, over the last Soldier Game console. Oh, it had unofficial releases of Nintendo games. Oh, okay. Taters is, Taters is coming in with those sweet, sweet facts. Thank you. Um, (laughs) Lego Soldier Wars, the complete saga. (laughs) I'm, here's the thing. It, it, uh, you know what it actually looks like to me? It looks like one of those um, mini NES consoles they put out now that have like all the games preloaded onto them. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I, this is hilarious. I was to gonna me. say it looks like why, a computer scanner. But... Why do people want to? Why do people want to make their own consoles? I don't get it. Like the KFC console makes sense to me, right? It's just a computer. It's just a pre-built computer. It's a With gimmick. A chicken warmer. Whatever. I want to buy one because uh, just just to own it because in fifty just years say you did. no because that's my retirement in fifty years that thing will be worth if it still runs that thing will be worth millions of dollars. Oh my God. Um, Depends on how many they sell. To be honest, 
I feel like Soldier Boy needs to go look at the fact that Google just stopped making first party games because it's too crazy and expensive. Yeah. Google did that. Yeah. You're not going to be able to come up with first party games for your system. No. You can't compete. Yeah, I don't know what the plan is here. And, like, I, I shouldn't say um, that, right? Because competition is good for the market. And, like, maybe another console would be great for the market. Maybe. But I, I just... I, I, I just don't, don't see a way that it that this pans out. We kind of have a three-console market. And I don't think that that's going to expand anytime soon. Because everyone who tries... Well, yeah, you need a big fourth player like Google. But Google has even dropped out. So, yeah. like, at that point, like, I don't even know who... Well, Google isn't interested in making a console, right? Like, they wanted to make a streaming video game platform. And, yeah. and they're still making that. Stadia still exists. It just won't have first-party games. Right. Um, it's, But, like, you can't really compete with Nintendo. You can't compete with Nintendo, Microsoft, and Sony. Yeah. For that space. Yeah. Because, and, and here's the other thing. And I, this is just the reality of the world we live in. Nobody wants new games. <laughs> I hate to say it. But, like, nobody wants new characters. Yeah. And you see that because new games really struggle. New IPs really struggle. Things like Valheim work. Um, but but setting up a new IP is really, really hard. You need the built-in IP. Nintendo is still selling Wii U games. You know yeah. what I mean? Nintendo That's why Skyward Sword's coming out. still makes Mario. Halo, the like... biggest disappointment of the new Halo console is that... Or uh, the new Halo console. That's my point. The new Xbox console is that the Halo game for it isn't out yet. Yeah. The new Fable game isn't out yet. The PlayStation 5 is waiting for the new Ratchet and Clank game. Yeah. But, like, how many new IPs are actually coming out right now that mm -hmm. do really well? Yeah. It's not a lot. It is tough to build new IPs. So the idea of putting out a console that not only is a new console that you have to convince people is going to work and whatnot. Yeah. There are also going to be the problem of your all of your IP is going to be first party. Uh, and all of your IP is going to be new IP that no one has any built-in relationship to. Yeah. And maybe, maybe you could get people in with, like, uh, maybe you buy the rights to, like, Narnia and you make the Narnia games or something like that. But you, you would you would essentially have to buy an IP to get started because, I hate to say it, but, like, gamers, and I say this as one of them, we like the familiar. There's a yep. reason I've been buying Pokemon games for 20 24 years yep it's because we know how they work and we're looking forward to the next like the next iteration yeah yeah mm -hmm. um and so i don't know i think I, I think that there's a lot of reasons why this is a bad idea but um gamer culture is one of the reasons why this is a bad idea yeah you know what soldier boy i wish you the best of luck because you know if this turns out to be something really cool then awesome but i am not gonna hold my breath if it's cool i'll buy it soldier boy I know what I just said was negative, but if it's cool, I promise you I will buy one. If it's available. And it's not, like, crazy expensive. If it's priced like a console, like a normal console, I will buy one. Oh. If it's, like, two grand, I'm not going to buy one. But if it's, like, $400, yeah, I'll buy it. Mm-hmm. This isn't coming out. <laughs> I wouldn't worry. Yeah. Yeah, where well, I don't think we're going to... Actually, it might. It might release. And I'll be one of the people who owns one because I just made that promise on the internet. Well, that's the thing. You, I'll make it a biddy goal. In that case... My community. You home. have to get it right away in case it gets pulled off the shelves again. And then you have a collector's item. Right. Soldier Boy, I will buy your console if it is under $400. Mm -hmm. okay. Under $500. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, please. We'll be fine. <laughs> yep. Uh, in other gaming news, Valheim. Y you heard of Valheim? 
Have you guys heard of Valheim? Uh, no, who's she? Uh, Valheim is arguably the most successful survival game ever on Steam, yeah, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, although I don't think that's true, because I, I don't know if Minecraft's on Steam. Minecraft is not on Steam, right? That's why this is true. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, in that it, uh, it has achieved a record high for the most concurrent players at once for any survival game. Wait, is Minecraft a survival game? Minecraft and Valheim are essentially the same thing, with slightly with just a different look. The oh. mining, the building—it's very similar. Okay, okay. From what sure. from what my chat tells me, I've never played Minecraft. Fair enough. But my chat has been like, "Yes, this is basically just like Viking Minecraft." Okay, fair enough. Uh, and I'm super into it, which makes me think I might try Minecraft. Um, <laughs> but uh, Valheim has now passed Terraria's all-time high of concurrent players with five hundred and two thousand concurrent players in Valheim. Woo! Um. That player that peak happened on February twenty first. Uh, this is a record high um, for any survival game on Steam. It, it was at the time it hit that it was the second most played game on Steam, just behind Counter Counter Strike Global Offensive. How many people are still playing Counter Strike? I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I just, I don't get it. Um, it's fine. Counter Strike's fine, but I just, I don't, I don't understand the hype for that one. To this day, when it came out, amazing. I played a lot of it, but like. There's new things. I don't know. Mm-hmm. This is my point. Gamers never move on. Um, gamers still just want to play Ocarina of Time is the truth. Um, uh, this means Valheim now has the fifth highest peak concurrent players of any game on Steam ever behind uh, PlayerUnknown Battlegrounds, Counter-Strike Global Offensive, Dota 2, and Cyberpunk 2077. Oh, I did not expect <clears throat> Cyberpunk to be on there. Yeah, when it first launched, it was like, erware, and now it's nowhere. No one's right. playing it anymore. Everyone's but... over it. It's also only $30 for PS4 if you want it. Wow, really? Yeah, they're selling it super cheap for PS4 and Xbox uh, One. Uh, you can get it, like, super cheap for the consoles, mm-hmm. but um, it still doesn't... It, it's on the verge of working. I, I, I hear by the end of February, you might be Gucci, but... Yeah. Yeah, if you want uh, if you want a $30 game, go pick up the brand new game, Cyberpunk 2077. Um, yeah, but Valheim. Valheim is big, y'all. Half a million concurrent players is wild. I really want to play this. Yeah. Like, I know, like, you and Scary... Well, Scary's got a game going on that you're a part of. And, like, mm-hmm. I want... I want it. I want to start my own game, though, because I'm kind of tired of waiting for Scary to open the server up for me. We'll start our own game. Scary Daydream. We'll, we'll start our own. That's, like, always just open and running on the laptop in case any... For, for people to pop in and out of. No, no. That ra- laptop would light on fire. Yeah. That laptop would literally... Um, I'm not even sure the laptop can run it. Yeah, we're gonna have to test it out. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm happy for Valheim. This is really cool for an early access game to be doing this well. Yeah. It's not even, like, actually released It's not even officially out, which is... But it's like Phasmophobia, right? It's like this thing where you, like, you put it out in early release, and then you sell so many copies that you're never actually gonna have a release, you're just gonna have patches. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because, like, at this point, if you release your, uh, your... If this game were to release tomorrow, its release sales numbers would be terrible. Yeah. Because... Everybody owns it. Yeah, everyone already has it. Um, in some fun Disney Plus television news, Anthony Mackie has revealed that they spent hundreds of millions of dollars on Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. I have a feeling that this is going to be budgeted like a Marvel movie. I'm, I'm assuming yeah. this is in like the 150 to 200 million range for... Eight to ten episodes? Yeah, well, and watching the trailer, I believe it. Yeah, which I think is similar to Mandalorian. I think Mandalorian, they spent $10 million an episode. 
I believe. Don't quote me on that because I might be wrong. Um, but um, yeah, it does look like uh, the Falcon the Winter Soldier is going to live up to its price tag because th that trailer looked real good. Yeah, that's the thing. He says that and I'm like, yeah, I believe it. The trailer, like all the action sequences, the costumes, the it looks expensive. Mm -hmm. It definitely, it definitely looks expensive. Yeah. But it also looks really, really good. Yeah, it does. But we have two episodes of WandaVision before that, so... I know. WandaVision is so good. <clears throat> um, in other Disney Plus news, The Muppet Show has dropped on Disney Plus. The original Muppet Show. Um, but 18 episodes of that show do come with a disclaimer at the top. Uh, the disclaimer reads like this. This program includes negative depictions and or mistreatment of peoples or cultures. Uh, these stereotypes were wrong then and are wrong now. Rather than remove this content, we want to acknowledge its harmful impact, learn from it, and spark conversation to create a more inclusive future together. Uh, one of the examples of this is that uh, during an episode featuring Johnny Cash, he sang in front of a Confederate flag on the show back in the day. Um, and uh, mm -hmm. the, you know, I, the, people understandably would have a problem with that. And I think that Disney, I don't know, I feel like they're doing the right thing here. Yeah. I know a lot of people are of the mindset to remove it, get rid of it, burn it, and like yeah, yeah. never talk about it again. But I think personally that that is the wrong thing to do um, mm -hmm. because this sets an example um, for people who, and you know, and people younger or even people our age of like, they are publicly acknowledging that this is not okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's a big deal. Um, and then to be able to see, like, to be able to see why and, like, move on from it and become better from it, like, the, I am a huge advocate for that. I think, I, I think it comes, um, I, I, I think there's a line, right? I think that there's a certain amount of content that, um... <clears throat> You can that you that you need to put a disclaimer on, but should still exist. Like I think the Muppet Show is general; it's a kids show. It's pretty safe. Mm -hmm. um, there's just stuff in it that is that is inappropriate. Um, I I think that the the but there is a line, right? Like I don't think Song of the South should be readily available. I think that like I think that there should be access to it. If you want to use it as like an educational tool, mm -hmm. I think that it is important that we acknowledge the the racist depictions in Song of the South from a from a historical context. Yeah, and I think that there is a way to um, I think there's a way to like use that movie as a lesson, but I don't think that it should exist on Disney Plus. Uh, the Muppet Show I I don't think is the same thing. Yeah, um, it, yeah, it's very different. It the Muppet Show is definitely more distasteful than like outright blatant like mm -hmm. it, it's more yeah it's, it's more it rides the line more than it like crosses it yeah for sure um and rock mage is saying you know removing a statue is different from like playing an episode in chat like that in in situations like this and i want to be very clear that like um that this kind of thing is not commemorating or glorifying anything whereas mm -hmm. a statue is that's that's what its sole purpose is, um, and things like that I think need to be revisited. Obviously, I am um, in support of removing landmarks that are historically racist. 
in, yeah. in nature and context. But this is this is where the Disney conversation gets a little difficult for me. Because mm-hmm. the one Disney movie that I always have the hardest time with is Pocahontas. Um, because th- there, there are other depictions. There are depictions in Disney movies that aren't great. I, 100%. I agree with you. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to fight that fight, you know. But the Pocahontas is the one that is supposedly a true story and very much misrepresents real people. Yeah. Um, like Hercules, it's it's fake. Um, Tarzan, it's fake. And like, look, there, there's problematic depictions of stereotypes and whatnot in Tarzan. I totally agree. But the movie, it's not real. Whereas um, Pocahontas is like a fiction about fiction. Yeah. Um, and or, uh, is a fiction on reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, 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 I don't know. That one is really difficult for me just because I, I can't watch it now. Um, and I love the music in Pocahontas, and, and, and I, you know, I think it's a beautifully rendered, it, the, the art is gorgeous, but For sure. it is very much a lie, and, um, yeah, I just can't, that, that, that is the one, I, I wish that one would be taken down. I don't think that one should be on Disney Plus. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know, I, I, I don't, I, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that one, uh, that one is, yeah, like, I think you explained it pretty well. It's tricky for reasons... That I don't think things in the Muppets are tricky. Um, and so I think that putting the disclaimer before the episodes is definitely... I, I think that was the right move. Mm-hmm. I don't think they need to be taken down. Um, I, I think that acknowledging what like what it was and that it was not okay is super important. But mm-hmm. yeah, Pocahontas is a, is a tough one. Um, I can't watch it. I, it. It really is. Once you know, because you know, when I grew up, I was like, "Oh, Pocahontas was this like, like the the true story behind it." Once you learn the true story, you're like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 yeah. Disney, what happened? Yeah. How how did we get here from the what actually happened? Yeah, it's like not even close. And look, if it would still be problematic if it wasn't a real person, but it is a movie that is the most famous retelling of a real person's story, yeah. and it so and drastically even... imagines her in a way that is so, so untrue. Yeah. And there's kids like me who grew up thinking that that's just like, oh, this is this is the truth, and like, I'm glad I learned something today. Yeah. And as an adult, I'm like, hi, that messed me up. Like, I should not have learned that story that way. Yeah. It's, it's just bad. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Pocahontas is, Pocahontas is trash. I'm sorry. Yeah. For um, sure. Yeah. I wonder if there's a disclaimer on it. Cause I know there's a disclaimer on some other content. Um, I know HBO Max recently put uh, disclaimers on their Looney Tunes content, um, mm. but left those up, even though Looney Tunes has racist stuff in it. Looney Tunes racism I mean, is it's... wild. Yeah. Well, cause Looney Tunes is old. And they yeah. could, you could get away with anything back then and yeah, but call it entertainment. But but it's still a kid's show. And I'm like, geez. There's there's an episode of Looney Tunes where Bugs Bunny is at war with Native Americans. And is like picking off Native Americans with a gun. And you're like, why is this in a children's show? Yeah. What Like, e- even if at the time America was that backwards, and which it was, let's just be honest. But yeah. why is this in a kid's show? Yeah. Like, who possibly thought this it's, was okay? It's to condition people. And, and you know, back then, cartoon... Like, things that were meant for kids, that was their purpose, was to gently condition people mm-hmm. um, to keep the pecking order of things, which is yeah. terrifying. Um, it's just messed up. 
Um, Rock Mage recently watched yeah. the Karma Chameleon, and there are a dozen people in blackface in the video. Really? I've never seen that music video. I've never seen it either. I also don't know that I would. I don't like that song. Is that the Karma Karma Karma? Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't like if like the chorus is funny one time, but yeah, listening to that full song would just be. Yeah. For for someone who isn't me. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's wild. Yeah. I I saw Pocahontas one time when I was a kid, and even like, I know enough about it to yeah. know that that's a big yikes. I also I also think that this is partially just because, um, like Canada has its issues for sure with um its relationship with its First Nations people. I don't yeah. want to say that it, we're that we don't we do, yeah. um, but um, I do feel like I you know I grew up across the street from a reservation, mm -hmm. and a lot of the kids that I grew up with in my uh, elementary school were First Nations. Yeah, uh, and so I just feel like there was a, I I grew up with more of a respect for that, and I I just care about that, yeah. um, and I I think it's tough because I think a lot of people are raised never being asked to care for people who don't look like them. Yes. Um, and I think that that empathy is hard to learn as an adult. And I think mm -hmm. that's what we're realizing, right? I think yeah. that we're seeing a lot of people who are finding it hard in our modern time to learn the empathy as an adult for people who don't look like them that they just never learned as kids because it wasn't in the culture then. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it makes me hopeful for the next generation, right? I yeah. feel like the generations behind us are being raised with more multicultural ideas at a younger age. Mm -hmm. And I'm For hopeful. Sure. I'm hopeful that it won't be such a it won't be such a drag to get people to just care about other people. Yeah. Um I'm I'm not going to lie. Like we so we grew up in Calgary, Alberta. Mm -hmm. And you know, um you definitely had a very different experience than I did regarding mm -hmm. um like First Nations people in the oh, city. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I there was maybe one in my school, like, oh, like maybe one or two. Um, and my only other interactions were um, people on the street. And it was... Well, and like, performers we worked with. We worked with a lot of First Nation performers in Calgary Stampede. Yeah, but I never talked to the, like, outside of the Young Canadians group. Really? You never met... You never hung out with Dallas? No, I, Oh, like, you missed out. I know. I know and, I, and I know that, but, like, I was, like... I don't know. When I, when I had my circle of friends, I didn't really, like go outside of it at Young Canadians, but, like, yeah. but, like, my, like, but the, the Alberta mindset mm -hmm. for a lot of people is kind of gross, um, and, um, I'm super glad, like, I, I say this a lot, but I'm super glad that I moved out of Calgary to Toronto because mm. I, it, like, having the, the, like, perspectives open up for you, um, it's, um, it's, it helped me grow up a lot, mm -hmm. yeah. for sure, um, and I'm super grateful for it, but even, like, when we go back and, like, visit home, um, or when I have, like, friends on Facebook who talk about, well, not, like, friends, but, like, you know, you see someone who's a friend of a friend comment on a post and blah, 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 and Alberta is still super problematic mm -hmm. when it comes to how their relationship with the First Nations people. Um, yeah. Uh, Sex Monkey, I have been to a powwow. Um, I'm not. In high school. Uh, oh, I cool. I went with some friends. Um, Actually, I was invited. Sorry, I lied. Shantika. Did you know Shantika? I did know Shantika, yeah. Yeah, she, um, she, at one time, she performed, like, a hoop dance for us. Mm -hmm. She she did that, and, that, like, that was so cool. Well, we used to perform with a performer named Dallas. 
Yeah. Um, no, so I, we, I knew who he was, but yeah. I never, like, met him because I was, like, 15 and, like, <laughs> it was, like... Dallas, Dallas is, like, a world-renowned hoop dancer. Yeah, he's incredible. And he... It's, it's, what he does is amazing. And yeah. we would just, like, we would have these long rehearsals where we, he would just be, like, entertained. We would sit in a circle around him and he would just dance and, like, he was... Because, you know, he was, like, 30-ish. And mm-hmm. we're all, like, 15 to 19. Uh, just in awe of what he could do. And he, li- I, you know, when, when you're a performer and you have, like, an audience who is, li- like, on the edge of their seat for you, yeah. it's really fun. And yeah. he had that with us. And he just... He was a cool dude, and like I just yeah. I love performing with him. He was uh, he was unbelievable. His yeah. hoop dancing it is unreal. Oh, it's you can so watch beautiful. it. You can watch it on YouTube in the yeah. shows that we performed in because he yeah was... I might post that in the Discord. Yeah. I'm gonna share some of that because I that would love be good. him. Yeah, and he's just so, he's so funny. <laughs> uh, good times. Um, uh, but yeah, no, uh, I grew up. Um, I, I I grew up. Uh, my grade six and seven. I grew up. I was my high school was literally across the street from a uh, First Nations reservation. Yeah. Uh, and so a lot of the kids I went to school with those two years. Mm-hmm. Um, and my brothers continued in those schools, so I, I just was around that a lot. Yeah. Totally. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I it's weird. The world's a weird place. Yeah. Current it's... current topic. The Muppets come to Disney Plus. Yeah. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> uh, the places we go. But, y'all, it is Monday. It, we're coming to the end of our Monday show, mm-hmm. which means it's time to talk about one thing and one thing only. Do you the know what crudes. that is? The Croods. The Croods 2. Um, y'all, we've been following this movie every Monday because the story of The Croods 2 is hilarious. Uh, mm-hmm. It is now, I think, 14 weeks in release, and The Croods, A New Age, is number one at the box office yet Again, cheers, cheers to the to crew. They uh, they managed to pull in another one point seven million dollars, and we are the Crudes Two Crew, hardcore soft popcorn. You are right. We are the Crudes Two Crew. Uh, they've only lost um, eighteen point three percent this week, so mm-hmm. that not a big drop. Um, and they are five hundred thousand dollars ahead of the Little Things, which is in number two. Mm, um, wow! I looked it up. They had All a right. big drop. So. Currently, Tenet is sitting at $57.8 million. Okay, okay. Croods 2 is now at $50.8 million. So Croods 2 needs to get $7 million more million. And you know what? Dang it. I think it, they can do it. I think it's going to happen. I think they can do it. I have been, faith. They've been pretty steady. They've been pretty steady. Like, it, they haven't had a huge drop off. And nothing else, nothing else is... Here's the thing. Nothing else is coming out in theaters until... Well, next week. Tom and Jerry comes out in theaters next week. Oh, right. actually, the Croods might be done. If Tom and Jerry does well? Because, well, Tom yeah. and Jerry is also a kid's movie. Yeah, you're right. So I think parents are just want something new. You love yeah. the Pink Hair Pixie? Thank you. <laughs> um, I think that it might, that might, that might be a problem. It, Tom and Jerry. I really want the Croods 2 to make more money in America, in North America than Tenet. It won't worldwide. Tenet did well yeah. worldwide. But I really want Croods 2 to beat Tenet just for no reason. Just... I haven't just seen Croods 2. Fun. Like, I have no... But I just want it to win this. And um, it's it's getting there. Um, also in the top five, Judas and the Black Messiah, which we need to see. I, mm-hmm. I love... Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. want to see that movie so bad. I love Daniel Kluis so much. Um, uh, made just under a million dollars. Wonder Woman 1984 made $800,000. Uh, its domestic take uh, is now at $42 million. Okay. Um, Wonder Woman 1984 has made less than 20% of what the first one made. Which, it's pandemic. I'm not saying any that's because of anything. Still, though. But, yeah. Very interesting. Um, and number five is The Marksman with $775,000. Uh, 
Uh, Monster Hunter, still making over a half a million dollars at 510. Uh, that's in number six. Okay. Um, uh, Monster Hunter's total domestic haul is 13 million, which is not good for that movie. And Nomadland, the new movie, mm-hmm. um, the, the, the highest new movie of the week made $503,000, which is not great, but it's the pandemic. That movie is also available online. So yeah. what do you expect? Yeah, it's not a surprise, <clears throat> I guess. In like big money news really really big money news at the box office china is crushing it it is the lunar new year in china right now right which is the big time of year when the chinese box office spends buko bucks um and this year there is a really interesting phenomenon going on uh hi mom the chinese comedy we talked about last week and detective chinatown 3 the movie that had the biggest opening uh in a single market ahead of uh, avengers endgame uh two weeks ago i think now um, or was that last week? Last week. Uh, they both crossed $600 million at the same time. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, Hi Mom is at $619 million, I think. And wow. Detective Chinatown 3 is at 600... <laughs> this is crazy. 10 days into release, Hi Mom is at $619.4 million, And Detective... Chi- or no, yeah, Hi Mom is. And then Detective Chinatown 3 is at $619.2 million. So they are neck and neck right oh, now. Oh, boy. Um, it does look like Hi Mom is overtaking Detective Chinatown 3, uh, as Detective Chinatown 3 had a much bigger opening weekend. Yeah. But Hi Mom has been doing much better in the day-to-day since. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the movie is really... Uh, Hi Mom is really being um, cheered for being a, uh, a comedy. Um, and um, uh, it's doing well. I, it, they're both very nationalistic movies. Uh, nationalistic Chinese films do very well on the new mm-hmm. Lunar New Year. Yeah, um makes sense. But it is insane to see two films in 10 days make, make 600 million, million each. <laughs> that has never happened before in a single market. That has never yeah. happened before. That is big news. Yeah. I can't think of two movies being released on the same day doing that well. Except uh, the only two movies I can think doing that well, but it was not this quick, was when Star Wars The Last Jedi... Or was it Star Wars Force Awakens? When Star Wars The Force Awakens, I think, and Jumanji 2 released on the same day. Mm-hmm. And Jumanji 2 went on to gross like $700 million. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Force Awakens, forget about it. <clears throat> um, Crushed it. Pixie in the chat asked if that's a Lord of the Rings set to my arm. It is. That is a little a little tangwar, a little elvish uh, reminder of um, a, a very important time in my life. <laughs> yeah. That's the news. That's the news. We need. I want to. I want to watch these uh, Detective Chinatown movies out of China. Yeah. I want to see them. They're huge hits. I want to know why. Yeah. I wonder yeah. if you can find them online somewhere, legally. Uh, legally. I don't, I don't. China. I'm not. I'm not going to steal from you. I promise. We're going to find a legal place. Because usually these yeah, big. I don't know. If if movies do this well in China, they usually get released somewhere in the states. Um, like right. Wandering Earths was on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wonder if Netflix has, uh, we'll pick the these up. Chinatown movies. Yeah. Um, cause I'm curious. I, I, I like, I, I like foreign movies a lot and, um, especially when they, I, I want to find out when they do really well. Right. Yeah. To me, what that says is that like, oh, that is a cultural thing that a lot of people in that culture think is like worth watching. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, I want to see it cause I want to understand, you know, I want to, experience what it is about their culture that they appreciate about themselves totally does that make sense yeah a hundred percent yeah i would i would watch it mm-hmm. yeah very curious yeah any uh, any last words today Clarice, for the show no 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 all right <laughs>
No? That, that, that was a good show. This was a good show. This was fun. Yeah. We got into it a little bit. Yeah, little it, bit, it got a little bit more serious than I expected. It happens. A worthwhile you know, topic, I think. I think so. Yeah. I think it's definitely a worthwhile topic. And, mm-hmm. yeah, this is this is what we do on the morning show. It is. Sometimes get into the nitty gritty. Sometimes we do. Um, but uh, this is, uh, I was about to say this is the last Monday morning show, but that's not true. This show will be back next Monday. It's going to be back all week this week. Uh, but for those of you who aren't aware yet, uh, we've been saying a lot. But this is the last week where we're doing five days a week. Starting next Monday, we'll be doing one weekly show talking about all the biggest news of the week and um, trying to, we're going to have a little bit more complicated show. We're going to have some graphics. The goal is, the goal is uh, to, 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 to have some lower thirds. It's going to be fun. It's yeah. It's going to be a good time. We're going to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, we are. Uh, but until then, uh, I'm going to say, I don't know what I'm going to say. You're going to say... Should we plug anything? Follow us on social media. I don't know. Yeah, do the thing. You guys Twitch.tv slash Nerdy Nightly. Twitch.tv slash... Clarish Dracarys. And as always, my name's Nerdy. And I'm Clarus. Do something nerdy tonight. Bye, guys. Bye.